This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Rams Showcase. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. And we're going pretty heavy on some free agency talk in this week's episode. I know this is uh, something that you guys are always into, is... Some prediction stuff. I'm not going full on into some predictions, but but we'll, we'll get some good stuff going for you guys. Before we go into any of that, though, we are going to uh, hit the news. Not a lot of news, as expected, this time of the year. This is just not a big news time of the year. Uh, but we do have a couple of things to talk about. I'm going to open with this. C.J. Anderson's comments. C.J. Anderson was on FS1 on a couple of different shows. Speak for yourself in the herd. Are the ones that I watched, uh, and C.J. Anderson with some interesting information regarding the Rams' number one running back, Todd Gurley. So basically what C.J. Anderson did say on these shows uh, was that Todd Gurley was more hurt than they initially thought when C.J. first arrived to the team. Uh, C.J. Anderson also did say on the herd that Todd was healthy throughout the playoffs. What Anderson was referencing was that McVeigh thought that Todd Gurley might be able to be active in week 16, but of course he ended up missing week 16 and 17. Uh, but CJ Anderson, again, he did say on the herd that he, that Todd was healthy throughout the playoffs. We may never really know for sure if Todd Gurley was hurt or not, but all I'm here to say is that uh, it no longer really matters. If Todd Gurley was hurt or not, uh, we may not know the truth. That's that's a big point, especially if he wasn't injured, because no one, I don't I don't know if everybody will fully agree that he was not hurt uh, for the Saints and the the Super Bowl. So uh, that's going to be a question, but uh, it doesn't matter anymore. We're on to 2019, and Todd Gurley's going to be healthy for the start of this season. So that's all that really matters. Todd Gurley is still going to be a very reliable back for for the Rams for years to come, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Uh, we'll have to kind of see how the offseason unfolds, but all signs point to that Todd was fine and also that Todd is now going to be fine, which is good news. Now, the Rams are preparing for their final season at the Coliseum, so that historic venue will no longer host the Rams after this year, the Rams' new stadium is more than 60% finished and is still on schedule to open next season. Uh, the Rams were supposed to initially move into the new stadium for the 2019 season, but heavy rains early in the project delayed it by a full year. Area for the new stadium is larger than Disneyland, and uh, it's going to be an entertainment mecca. And NFL Network Studios are expected to be there, so that's going to be—it's uh, going to be a pretty nice little entertainment hub of Los Angeles, which is already kind of an entertainment hub. It's a hub within a hub, and that's kind of cool. It's going to be really fun for the Rams, and definitely something that I know myself and and many other Rams fans are over the top excited about. So that should be pretty good stuff. 
Now, this is a new segment that I did introduce last week, but we are going to go ahead and uh, we, we, we titled it, and this is something that we could see regularly throughout uh, throughout the off-season as well as potentially in-season, but we'll see what happens uh, with that. So yeah, it's now time for Yes and No. That's the official title of this segment that we're going to call. So uh, basically what happens here is I go over some of the rumors that are surrounding the Rams, and I tell you why it would be a good move or why it would be a bad move. I'm not here to tell you what I think. I'm here to inform you enough to make your own opinions. You guys are all adults, and you guys can have your own opinions. You guys don't need that force-fed to you. I should hope not, at least. So, getting started here, trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Why the Rams should do this. Odell Beckham Jr. is an outstanding wide receiver, and his attitude wouldn't really be a concern with the Rams coaching staff, who seems to handle high-emotion players really well. And that's noted from the 2018 season with Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, and Indomitian Sue. Why they should not do this. The Rams could potentially see all 11 offensive starters return in 2019 and will get Cooper Cup back. The Rams also uh, have had some major veteran contracts on the book books, and Odell Beckham Jr. is due $21 million in 2019. And uh, he did get that that deal last year, so highly unlikely that he would restructure the uh, next rumor here is the rams will franchise tag dante fowler uh, my first note on this is uh first of all we have already we've are, we're already under the understanding that dante fowler will hit the open market so that the rams can kind of gauge what his market value is uh, why they should do this locking in a pass rusher and buying time to lock in a long-term deal is beneficial the Rams' outside pass rush was not the strongest in 2018, but keeping Fowler makes that position at least comfortably productive heading into a new into the new season. So Dante Fowler didn't he didn't you know explode any brains this this year as a Ram. He came in he did do better than Matt Longacre, who was currently in that position or who was in that position before Fowler arrived. Uh, but Fowler didn't do anything that necessarily jumped out as the Rams absolutely have to have this guy back. They do not have a reliable replacement on the roster, at least that we know about. People keep talking about Obo Okoronkwo, Obanaya, but the fact is if the, if the coaching staff didn't see enough in practice to get this guy active and on the field, then there's really no reason why Rams fans should be overly excited to see somebody. This kind of falls on me as well with John Kelly at running back. I wanted to see him all year. I was really excited. But if the coaching staff isn't seeing something in a player that is screaming at them to get this guy on the field, then Rams fans, including myself, need to just kind of rein it in and trust what the coaching staff is doing. I think we all kind of understand that this coaching staff is really strong and they have a pretty decent idea of what they're doing. Getting back to Dante Fowler, why they should not do this. Uh, with Fowler and Abukam rushing the passer, the Rams were not able to generate the strongest outside pass rush in 2018. Fowler has been decent in his career, but isn't lifting, uh, living up to his draft status. This is a very strong free agency class of pass rushers, and the Rams could be looking to find someone who could fit in Wade's system a little bit better. This is a strong class in a decent amount of positions. The free agency position, uh, safety, uh, safety position, sorry, free safety, 
and strong safety. Both are really strong positions. Outside pass rusher is really strong. Cornerback is where it's kind of lacking. Uh, so that'll be an interesting market to see. But keep in mind, guys, this is only February 20th. We still have time for plenty of other people to get cut and some people to not uh, and some names that are already on that free agency list to get extended with their current clubs. So uh, we, we're going to see a mix up in the free agency class uh, coming up here soon. Next rumor here is packaging Brandon Cooks in a deal for Odell Beckham Jr. or for Antonio Brown. Why the Rams should do this? Well, Brandon Cooks is an exciting player, but seems to struggle with his size and doesn't seem to make that spectacular catch like we've seen guys like Robert Woods do. Cooks has seemed to disappear in some big moments, and that's not just his time with the Rams. That goes back to his time with the Saints and the Patriots. Why they should not do this. Now, Brandon Cooks signed a large deal last offseason for the Rams. The Rams eat $22.6 million in dead cap to trade him, and that would ultimately cost the team $7.3 million just to trade him. Antonio Brown will want a big deal, and Odell Beckham Jr. is due $21 million in 19, like I'd mentioned before. This move would put the Rams in a worse financial situation. If the trade were to happen after June 1st, though, the Rams would eat $49 million in dead cap space and lose out on a total of $33.8 million. So obviously that would not be beneficial for the Rams. Cooks, in my opinion, is safe for the Rams for at least two more seasons when the Rams do have a potential out in his contract. Next rumor here, trading Marcus Peters to open up room to bring in Jalen Ramsey. And this could be, I've seen a couple different rumors on this. One of those is just, you know, cutting Marcus Peters, trading him somewhere else, or potentially trading him to the Jaguars in return for Jalen Ramsey. Why they should do this? Well, Marcus Peters has proven to be a rough fit in the Rams defensive system as a zone corner in a man defense and saw his worst year of his career in 2018. His only season with the Rams. It was his worst year. The Ramsey, Ramsey will be, uh, will be about a, a $1.5 million cheaper than Peters in 2019 and, in my opinion, would fit the scheme really well. Why they should not do this? The Rams gambled on some high personality guys last offseason. It paid off well for them. Sue, Tlaib, and Peters all didn't show major issues. Jalen Ramsey is another guy who is unpredictable, though. 24 years old, and he may not fit into the we-not-me culture that the Rams have. But then again, winning solves everything. If you look at those guys that I mentioned, Sue, Peters, and Tlaib, None of those guys had issues when we were winning, but when the Rams saw their two-game skid in December, we started seeing some stuff from Marcus Peters that wasn't the best. So kind of keep that in mind. You know, if, if the Rams are going to bring in high-personality guys, they have to keep winning because that's where those guys really thrive. If you're not succeeding, then those high-personality guys could potentially cause some issues. And, you know, we, we did see that with Peters yelling at fans in the stands and in and, and that kind of thing. So, so it's going to be something to keep an eye on, but I'm not totally opposed to bringing in Jalen Ramsey. Uh, here we go. Moving on. These are some free agents that would excite Sheriff Joe Bags. And, uh, I'm going through this because everybody always asks, you know, it's a, it's a pretty common question this time of the year is, is who do you want? Who do you, who do you see coming in? Who do you, uh, who do you like as current free agents, all this stuff. So 
Uh, here's a couple of guys. I give you guys four names of some people that would excite me. That I, I, I would if 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 I saw the news come across that the Rams signed any of these guys, I would get excited. And that happened a lot last year. But uh, I think my most exciting addition was Marcus Peters, and that one probably paid off the least, unfortunately. So after week one, though, I felt real good. Uh, first name here is linebacker Preston Smith, who is currently uh, with the Washington Redskins. I absolutely loved Smith coming out of college out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, his NFL career has been ultimately a disappointment, but I think he has potential that has yet to really be tapped into. He has 24.5 sacks in his four seasons, and uh, he has plenty of room to improve. So 24 and a half sacks in four years, that's not you know numbers that are jumping out. But it's also not terrible numbers, and I don't think that he really fit into the Washington defense like he would fit into the Rams defense with Wade Phillips. Uh, cornerback Jason Verrett, currently of the LA Chargers. Jason Verrett is much better than he gets credit for, and he gets a lot of credit. Verrett has shown that he can be one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. Replacing Peters with Verrett would prove to be a strong move, as Verrett really just kind of fits the scheme a little bit better as he can hold up in man coverage. Free safety, Trey Boston of the Arizona Cardinals. Trey Boston got shafted last year with a one-year $2.5 million contract with the Cardinals. Uh, Boston is a talented free safety that could come in and replace LaMarcus Joyner with no significant difference in the Rams' defensive play. Uh, Last one here is uh, Jadavion Clowney of the Houston Texans. I was extremely critical of Clowney coming out of college and for his first few seasons, Clowney's effort level has been a repeated question throughout his career and uh, throughout the early part of his career, uh, but that has really declined in the last two years. Clowney could drop a pretty decent contract, but pairing Clowney with Donald to rush the passer would make the Rams' defense better immediately. His projected market value right now is $16.6 million a year, but the Rams being contenders could come into play in that. Having gotten Sue for $14 million on a one-year deal, the Rams could potentially get Clowney for around 13 a year, 13 a year. And that is simply because the Rams are contenders. The Rams are probably going to be in the playoffs again, probably going to have a pretty solid record, probably d- double-digit wins. And that's huge for uh, certain guys, especially guys who haven't been able to really make a huge playoff impact in their careers. If Clowney were to come to, the, to a ran- to the Rams, I would project probably it's either going to be like a one-year deal or a five-year deal. I see no real in-between. A five-year deal would lock up Clowney until he is 31 years old. Here's some uh, position needs or potential position needs uh, that the Rams could have, depending on a couple of guys' decisions. And here's a couple of names. I give three three names per position that I think that the Rams could potentially target. So left tackle, of course, the Rams do have Joseph Noteboom that they drafted last year, who played very well in his time as uh, if he when he needed to when Whitworth went down. Uh, he did play very well and really saw no drop off from play. And this is something that I mentioned last year. From John Sullivan to Austin Blythe, of course, Blythe now being the full-time right guard. Uh, that was something I was excited about because I had seen a lot in Blythe in the 2017 season. So 
Uh, that was pretty cool stuff. But I, the only reason I mentioned that is because when Nopum came in, I, I watched him very closely. And again, there was really no drop off. Nopum seems to be like a pretty s- decent bet there. Some other free agents that the Rams could potentially bring in, though. Uh, Cedric Ogboyhi of Cincinnati. He went to Texas A&M. I know him very well. Jake Fisher, also of Cincinnati, and Donovan Smith of Tampa Bay. At the center position, the Rams do have Brian Allen, who they drafted last year, who, again, played pretty well when he came in. John Sullivan, of course, uh, has not officially retired. Neither has Andrew Whitworth, but speculation continues to grow. We hope for decisions soon. Uh, Clarification, at the very least. Uh, But again, John Sullivan was the weak link on the Rams' offensive line. He wasn't bad by any means, but he was the weak link. And Brian Allen, when he did come into play, played very well, uh, as well as Nopum did. So some other free agents, though, Brett Jones of the Vikings, Matt Paradis of the Denver Broncos, and Mitch Morse of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think all three would be very reliable additions to the Rams' offensive line. Ed's ru- edge rushers, the Rams, of course, have Samson Abukam, John Franklin Myers, and Obaniah Okoronkwo. Uh, but are they good enough to start? That's the question. Uh, of course, Abukam, I think that he, I think that his motor is extremely awesome, but he didn't get home enough for me. And I wouldn't totally be opposed to replacing him as a starter. I do like Abukam, but I would like to see a little bit more production and not just a high motor. Uh, but some free agents that the Rams could bring in. Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys, Aaron Lynch of the Chicago Bears, and Jeremiah Atauchu of the New York Jets and also formerly of the Chargers. Atauchu is a guy that I've been uh, very high on for a few years and he will be available. So if I was the GM, I would definitely be making a phone call there. At the cornerback position, the Rams do not have a lot of guys under contract right now for the 2019 season, but of course Tlaib and Peters are under contract. We'll see what happens with both of them, but here's some free agents that the Rams could potentially look at. We got Justin Coleman of the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams would know him pretty well. Bryce Callahan, who I've been kind of growing on lately with the Chicago Bears, and then Ronald Darby of the Philadelphia Eagles. The free safety position, it's looking more and more like LaMarcus Joyner may not be returning to the Rams. And there are a lot of pretty good free safeties out there going into uh, the offseason. So uh, one of those guys is a guy that we all know pretty well, Tyron Matthew of the Houston Texans. I think he would be a strong addition. Jimmy Ward of the San Francisco 49ers. And then, of course, Landon Collins of the New York Giants. Collins, of course, today on the 20th cleaning out his locker, saying goodbye to teammates and coaches. So all signs point to Landon Collins not returning to the Giants. One team already being named in the Collins sweepstakes is the Indianapolis Colts, however. Inside linebacker, it looks like the Rams could get a shuffle here as well, depending on what happens to uh, linebacker Mark Barron. Barron may not return to the Rams or could come back on an altered contract, but some names to keep an eye on. I've got Denzel Perryman of the LA Chargers. Uh, C.J. Mosley of the Baltimore Ravens, and one guy that I've been very high on for a number of years, Quan Alexander of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So just some names to keep an eye on. I'm not saying that these are guys that the Rams are absolutely about to go get or that they're already calling or anything of the such. I'm just saying these are some names that the Rams could potentially target. This is a, a, a light news week, so that's the kind of stuff we get to get into. So it's pretty fun. 
but that is going to do it for the first half. On the other side, we've got fan quesos, and we've got some good ones, so you're not going to want to miss this. Don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on any of the social media outlets. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. We got some uh, pretty good fan cases for you guys, and uh, these are about what I expect for, for off-season topics. Uh, but I, I, I like some of these. These are going to be fun. So this first one comes from Gary. Gary wants to know, uh, he says, trade candidates in order to secure more draft picks. This is an interesting question because I do think that this is a real strong possibility if the Rams unload somebody or a couple of people to actually lock in more draft picks. The Rams don't have a lot of draft picks. And also in the last two years under McVay, the Rams just haven't utilized rookies that much, which is an interesting concept, an interesting deal that we have going, but... You know what? It is so far it's working. We're winning more games than we're losing under this this era. So I, I think it's okay. But trade candidates in order to secure more draft picks uh, with the free agency classes and and with the draft classes and all that stuff. Looking at them, uh, there's a couple positions that or a couple guys that I think the Rams could afford to get rid of and could get decent value for. One of those guys is Samson Abukam, and I'm a fan of this guy, and I know a lot of you guys are too. 
And I know a lot of people don't like hearing me say that Samson Abukam could potentially be traded or that he should be traded. The thing that I'm looking at here, though, is the 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 free agency class is really strong, and the Rams could pr- pretty much bring in uh, any number of guys and create equal to or more production than Abukam gave us in 2018. Uh, so I would say him. I think that's a that's a possibility uh, that the Rams trade Abukam for draft picks and then you know use those picks or, or that open cap space, which would wouldn't be a lot, but you know, use that to uh, bring in somebody else. Another guy, and uh, this is this one I would hate to see, is wide receiver Josh Reynolds. Uh, I'm a big fan of Reynolds. I think everybody kind of knows that. Uh, but I, I do think that he could potentially be a candidate for a trade because the Rams do have Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. There's really not a lot of room for anybody else, especially because the Rams do run that 11 uh, or the 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 three wide receiver set so much. I'm trying to put that in basic terms for you guys. The three, they run with three wide receivers most of the time, more than anybody else. Uh, so, you know, for a guy like, like Josh Reynolds, it's a little unfortunate for him because he spends a lot of time on the bench and he does have value and that value could be turned into on field production, which I think is a very realistic possibility, or it could be turned into trade value and trying to load up on some more draft picks, which I do think is a possibility. I personally would hate to see this, but I, I can't throw it out as a possibility. And especially, I would rather, for Josh Reynolds, as a fan of Josh Reynolds, I would like to see him go somewhere where he's going to be able to play and 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 really kind of live up to that full potential because he can be a starter in this league. And I just don't think that's ever going to happen with us. I mean, it could happen, in, I guess, in a few years if some, some things go down. But I don't think that he's going to be, you know, he's not going to come in this year and, and just be magically our number one, even though I do think he's got the skills to do it. He's got the size, and, and I think that he's an awesome ball player. Next question here comes from Jason. If GM Joe could sign one free agent of his choosing, who are you taking this is a pretty simple one for me, honestly. Uh, I would want Jadavion Clowney. I was, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to say overly critical, but I was definitely extremely critical of Jadavion Clowney in college when he was drafted. His first few seasons, I was all over this guy. I was posting about bust, all this stuff, and at the time, that was pretty legitimate. You know, I had. I had some backing, some evidence backing me there, but you know, these last two years, he's played extremely well. So I think it's that effort level and that he really stepped it up. And that dude is now kind of an amazing player. He's always been an athletic freak, but his effort level did not always match that. So if I could sign one player of all the guys that I'm seeing on free agency, Right now, uh, I'm going for Clowney for sure. I think that he he par- partnered up with Aaron Donald. I think that'd just be scary. I think that you know you get that pressure generated up the middle from Donald, and then you got Clowney coming from the outside. I think that that would be a pretty intense pass rush, and especially if the Rams could bring back a guy like Fowler, or maybe you replace Fowler with uh, with Clowney, and then you got Abukam and Clowney. And you know, I'm not uh I'm not an Abukam hater, and I feel like that's how I'm kind of coming off. Uh, but he really just didn't produce as I kind of expected him to. I thought he was going to come in and be this outside monster 
uh, and he turned out to be just a decent pass rusher on the outside. So uh, that's one guy I would like as well. GM Joe, make a blockbuster trade. What is it? This is a solid question. All right. And for for my blockbuster trade, I think, ooh, man, this I had it. I had it in my head and now I'm second guessing myself. And now I, I think I want to say something different. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back. I'm going to circle back. Uh, what one player from the AAF or the AAFL, come on, MJ, it's the AAF. It's just the Alliance of American football. Uh, what would you bring? Uh, what player would I bring? Uh, that's a pretty simple one for me. I am a fan of, uh, the San Diego fleet. And the San Diego Fleet have some, a, a couple of impressive players, not a whole lot, not as many as some of the other AAF teams, uh, but there's a safety named Ryan Moeller that I am all over right now. He's definitely my favorite f- Fleet player, and I think he's an awesome safety, and I really hope he gets a chance in the NFL someday soon, because this kid can play some ball at the safety position. Okay, I'm 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 coming back. I'm coming back. Blockbuster trade. Who is it? You know what I'm doing? I'm getting AB. I'm doing it. And the reason that I'm getting AB, I don't even know what I would give up yet. I don't even know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Hard to say what I would give up for him. But I I think that, you know, we we saw that the Rams offense can kind of be stifled and you know, that's that was a bummer, but it also showed that no matter how good this Rams offense is, there's still room for improvement. And I think Antonio Brown joining this team would 100% improve it immediately. I don't think there's any question about that. And then pairing him up with a very underrated Robert Woods, a Cooper Cup, who I think is going to go down as one of the best wide receivers the Rams have ever had. I think that that would be a an, an intense trade. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'll do, I'll do that one. Cause that would definitely be blockbuster. The uh, next one here from MJ. Uh, do you think it would be better, f- uh, for the team if wit retires or comes back? What about Sullivan? You know, I love wit. I, I love wit. I think he's an awesome dude. He's an awesome player. He's got the right attitude. He's just about everything I like in a football player. He gives effort all the time, but He's getting up there, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that this team might be better off if Wit Wit just retires. I think Noteboom did a fantastic job, and the thing with Wit is, and why I think that the Rams would be better off this year without him, is because you just don't really know what you're getting week in and week out. You don't know if he's going to be a brick wall or a turnstile, and that's a problem. That's absolutely a problem, so... From that regard, I, I think that the Rams would maybe be better off without him. And Sullivan, I've been saying for the last two years that the Rams would be better off without Sullivan. The Rams have had some pretty good backup offensive linemen. We just don't all know it because they just don't really get a chance to play. Of course, the Rams saw the same five starters every single game this year. All 19 games that they played. So uh, so that's an interesting thing. But Sullivan's been the weak link on this offensive line for, for the last two years. And... I would not be opposed to seeing him replaced. I think that Brian Allen and Joseph Noboom could be really solid starters. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. And I, I would say 
if I had to pick one of these guys to come back, like if the choice was one of them is retiring, one's coming back, but I get to choose who, I would bring back Whitworth. And that's simply because uh, the that veteran leadership. And I just don't feel like John Sullivan is I, – I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to explain. But I just feel like even at the center position, Whitworth is more of the leader on that on that unit. So if I had to choose one of them to come back, it would definitely be Whit over Sullivan. Maybe I'm a Sullivan hater, guys. Do I Do I hate Sullivan? Do I not like him? I can't really decide because, I, I mean, I like all the Rams except for Sean Mannion, but, you know, I don't, I might be a John Sullivan hater. I think I might, I don't know, guys. That's interesting. Anyway, we're moving on. Uh, MJ also wants to know, I've seen several articles that say we should try to get Jalen Ramsey. Thoughts? Uh, you know, I would not be opposed to this whatsoever. I think that Jalen Ramsey fits the system better than Marcus Peters does. I think he is better than Marcus Peters. And overall, I think this would be a really strong move. If the Rams got rid of Marcus Peters and brought in Jalen Ramsey, you're not going to see a Sheriff Joe Bags tear shed. I'll tell you that much. And it's not that I'm a Marcus Peters hater because I'm actually a Marcus Peters lover. I love Marcus Peters. I think he's awesome. But the thing with Marcus Peters is he just doesn't really fit our system. And it would suck because I know Rams fans. I deal with Rams fans on a daily basis. And... The thing that would happen is Marcus Peters would go to a team where he just fits their system better, even if he wouldn't produce for us, if he goes to a team where he's going to fit the system better and he performs at the at the level he did when he was with Kansas City, Rams fans would lose their minds talking about how we shouldn't we shouldn't have gotten rid of him and all this stuff. When the fact is if he stayed with us, he still would be the same player he was in 2018. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on, I guess. If that's something you guys want to watch, but I know that that's what would happen is because that's how that's the that's the climate of Rams fans. You know, they, they always whenever somebody even if they just fit the system better, the Rams made a mistake by letting them go. And that's not always the case is my point, because if Marcus Peters goes to a team where they play a lot of zone and that's their their style, like say the, the Patriots, they run a lot of zone. And that's just where he thrives. And I think he would have more than three interceptions in a system like that. I don't think we would see another year like that. But Rams fans would lose their minds and say that the Rams made a bad move. But I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think that if the Rams did maybe move on from Marcus Peters and bring in a guy like Jalen Ramsey, who you still have cheap for another year, less than he's sitting about $7.5 million, I think, that he's due in 2019, you can sit with him cheap for one year, check out how he fits your scheme, pair him up with Aqib Tlaib, who's also been a big mouth, you know, playmaking guy, and pair him together and let Tlaib kind of teach Ramsey how to rein that in a little bit, because holy crap, and also how to play good corner, which Tlaib's been doing at a, at a high level for, for years now. So I would not be opposed to this move in the least. Our next question here comes from Felipe, do you think we have Sue back this upcoming season? I'm actually not sure yet. I have not, you know, seen anything and also thought about it too much. Uh, personally, I am not opposed to not having Sue back. And the reason that is, is because Sue came into the postseason and played really well. Played the best he did all year. And... For what reason? 
because it was the playoffs. And yeah, that's awesome. We want somebody who's going to play really well in the playoffs, obviously. You don't want somebody who's just going to stink it up in the playoffs. But what that showed me is that Indomitian Sue was going half speed all season. And I'm not cool with that. Like many of you guys, I take the Los Angeles Rams extremely serious. And when the players on the team don't take it as serious, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. Seeing Todd Gurley on the sideline laughing when the Rams were losing to Chicago... That drove me insane. I'll be completely honest with you guys. Of course, Todd Gurley does put in most the effort a lot of time, and it was late in the game. Rams weren't doing a whole lot. It didn't look like the Rams were going to be able to win that game, so I, I get it. But when the when the players don't take the game as serious as I do watching in Colorado, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. And and Dominic and Sue definitely falls under that that uh, umbrella. Uh, but I don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, next one here from Felipe. I would love for the LA Rams to go get Demarcus Lawrence. That's not a question, but I will still comment on it for you. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, the LA Rams getting, getting Demarcus Lawrence. I would absolutely not be opposed to this. I think Demarcus Lawrence is a strong pass rusher. I don't think that he's necessarily as good as Clowney, but I think that he would be a productive pass rusher for the Rams. And a thing to keep in mind with these pass rushers is I, I think a lot of it helps with having Aaron Donald and you know getting a guy that's maybe not the best outside pass rusher you can feel confident that he's maybe going to fall into a couple of sacks with the quarterback running away from Aaron Donald which is kind of nice but for a guy to actually generate that pressure and maybe force the quarterback up into the pocket into Aaron Donald I think is extremely beneficial and I think Demarcus Lawrence can do that I think that that would be a, a strong addition Another one from uh, Felipe, and should Rams give C.J. Anderson another shot? This is a a good question, and one that I've kind of uh, been on the outside of typical fan responses. Um, Fans love C.J. Anderson, and I love C.J. Anderson. I think he's an awesome player. Should the Rams bring him back? No. I don't think that the Rams should bring him back, and that's for one very specific reason, and that is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley does his best when the Rams use him and run the crap out of the football with Todd Gurley. He does not perform really well in sharing a backfield, which of course will ultimately limit his career time, his career span. But do you want a a Todd Gurley who's playing at 45% of his capabilities for 12 years? Or do you want a Todd Gurley who's playing at 90% of his capabilities most of the time uh, for 10 years, 9 years? I guess you got to make up your mind there. But Todd Gurley is better when he can get himself into a rhythm, run the football a lot, and do his thing. Get into his rhythm is huge because when you're switching backs back and forth, you know, you get one drive, you get one drive. It's really difficult for players to really find their groove and really get into the game Uh, That way. So, for that reason, I don't think that the Rams should bring back CJ Anderson. For CJ Anderson's sake, I don't think the Rams should bring him back because he's a starter in this league. He's better than most starting running backs in the NFL right now. And he can go get a job where he can start and play for a long time. I actually think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will be a really perfect fit for him. I think the way that they, the, the scheme that they run, their style, I think C.J. Anderson just fits really well into that. Of course, they do have James Conner, but we'll kind of wait and see what what happens. 
uh, C.J. Anderson might be returning to the Rams. But if he does, I would like it to be uh, a little bit more limited than he was in the postseason when he he and Todd Gurley were really splitting carries. He was getting more than Todd Gurley in most instances. Uh, let's see here. Next one from MJ. Are we going to be changing up anything with our tight ends? I doubt it. Um, I, I doubt that any moves happen here. I think that uh, Gerald Everett and, and Tyler Higby both return at the tight end position and that really we don't see any moves regarding this position. And Johnny Munt, I believe, will return as well. As long as that dude, Tameric Hemingway, doesn't reappear. Man, it seemed like for a while we couldn't get rid of him. He's got bricks for hands and we couldn't get rid of him. I don't understand what happened there, but um, Johnny Munt, I think, is a decent backup, a decent third-string tight end. Um, I wouldn't say that he's competing for a starting job or anything like that, but I don't see any moves happening with our tight end position. I think both of those guys are extremely productive. It, we've just kind of had a weird time getting them to football. I don't know if that's a Jared Goff thing or a McVay thing, but I think they're both really talented, and I think either one of them could be a starter. This one comes from Jason. If you had to cut one starter from last year due to performance, uh, due due to performance only, who you cutting? So I mean, this one is a pretty easy one, and that is Indomitian Sue. I would cut him uh, based on his performance from last year. If we're looking at guys that are actually under contract and in, into next year, then I think I would go Mark Barron, and I'm a massive Mark Barron supporter, but at the same time. For most of the year, he didn't play to his capabilities. Of course, he was injured early, and it did appear that that injury was, you know, messing with him for most of the season. But late in the season, week 16, 17, and into the playoffs, he actually played extremely well. And Mark Barron was looking like his old, his old self, and I think he kind of flew under the radar still. Like, even though Rams fans saw that he was he was performing well, I think that they still had it in their minds it's like, well, this wasn't all year, so I don't know what to expect kind of thing. So uh, so I, I would do that. Uh, next one here from Jason. Start, bench, cut. Goff, Gurley, Donald. I did explain to Jason, uh, for anybody who's listening, that, uh, that these are extremely difficult to do when they're in three different positions. Because why do I have to bench Gurley if I start Goff? That just doesn't make any sense. But... Jason did explain to me that he did that on purpose. So SBCs are what I now call them, apparently. And uh, if you guys have any SBC positions and you guys want to give me three names, I will do these. Try to keep them in one position, though, because this is harder, harder, way harder. Uh, but Goff, Gurley, Donald, who am I starting? I'm starting Donald. Who am I benching? I'm benching Gurley, I guess, because at least he would still be on my team. And then I would cut Goff. And the reason that I would cut Goff is because he uh, has kind of shown that he is not yet up to the abilities to contain himself in large situations. And I don't know if that's necessarily a him thing or a McVeigh thing, uh, but I do think a lot of other quarterbacks could do what Jared Goff has done in this Rams offense, who is lo- which is loaded with talent and also has a very a very friendly scheme. I think a lot of people could put up big numbers with the Rams offense the way it looks right now at quarterback. Uh, let me see here. Next one here is from Eric. Was the Tecmo simulation of the Super Bowl more entertaining than the actual Super Bowl? Actually, yeah, way more, Eric. It was way more entertaining. Uh, if you guys didn't watch the Tecmo Bowl simulation of the Super Bowl before before the game, uh, I watched it, and 
I'll be be honest with you guys. I was I was riveted. It was exciting. It was awesome. And basically, to to cap it up for you guys, the Rams jumped out. Patriots came back, and then the Rams, with as time expired, recovered a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. It was Bryce Hager recovered a fumble and returned it for a touchdown as time expired to win the game. It was amazing. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So yeah, it was way more exciting. Well, I don't think the Super Bowl can compete with that. Honestly, that was amazing. If you guys haven't seen this, I recommend it. Check it out, for sure. Make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, let's see here. Next one up is from John. What is the one free agent from another team you would love to see the Rams sign, and which uh, one from the Rams would be your number one priority to re-sign? So from other teams, I did answer this one. It's uh, Jadavian Clowney. I would absolutely love bringing in Clowney to the Rams. I think that he would be a strong addition to the Rams' defense. As far as who I would have as a priority of the Rams free agents, I'm going to give that to Roger Saffold. Saffold is a veteran on the offensive line, but has been easily the most productive and the most consistent. And I think Roger Saffold is kind of the staple of that offensive line, and I don't think that the Rams can really move on from him. I don't think that there's anybody that the Rams could replace him with who would have the same level of production. And my last question here, I would like to know how you became the Sheriff Joe Bags. All right, so here's the story. I have answered this one before, but I love answering it, so you guys can always ask me this question. But uh, the the origin story of Sheriff Joe Bags is uh, I actually worked at a grocery store. I was in the bakery, and my friends, uh, one friend in particular, my friend BJ, started calling me Joey Bag of Donuts. I was in the bakery. I was on the donut shift. I went in at 1 a.m. to make donuts uh, for Colorado Springs. I was defeating Colorado Springs breakfast. But Joey Bag of Donuts became my nickname in this time. And uh, after that, it actually was the year that Peyton Manning came to the Denver Broncos, and he was known as the Sheriff. And uh, the same friend, PJ, which uh, at this time my, my Joey Bag of Donuts name had been shortened to Joe Bags, and, uh, I don't know why exactly, but the sheriff was added on to that. I didn't use the name for years. And then when I started the podcast, I decided that I needed a nickname. I didn't want to just be Joe Branham. I wanted kind of like an alter ego. So I went with Sheriff Joe Bags. And that is the origin of Sheriff Joe Bags. And now I'm kind of riding, riding high on it. I have it tattooed on me now. So there's really no turning back. Uh, that is going to do it for me, though. Uh, thank you guys all for asking your questions. I really appreciate that. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, make sure you guys also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be getting some new stuff out there and uh, weekly videos coming to the Ram Showcase Facebook page. So make sure you guys like that page as well. Those are coming within the next few months. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different than anything you've seen before from Ram Showcase or on any other Rams websites. So definitely keep an eye on that one. I will be keeping you guys updated right here on Ram Showcase. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.